Welcome to Evolutions of Astrology. This is Dina DeCastro. In this episode, I wrap up the Midlife Transit series and discuss the Uranus Opposition. Uranus transits are full of surprises. For example, I had no idea I'd be going down to Bakersfield again in August and that I wouldn't have much time to do a podcast. So I am now doing the long-awaited Uranus transit podcast, which I thought I would be doing last month. But as it so happens, um, I ended up flying down to Bakersfield again, and this time for a happier reason. My dad has actually improved quite a bit from when he first had his stroke. And he's doing a lot better, although he's still, you know, very severely impaired from the stroke. He needs assistance with um, all ADLs, uh, which are activities of daily living for those of you who haven't been indoctrinated into the world of medical care yet. Um, And, you know, that that is still hard and difficult. But he's showing a lot of signs of progress and improvement. He's gotten a lot of his um, coherence and lucidity back and his personality is back, which has been the most important thing for me, just to see him back in his body again and um, to see him looking at me through his eyes. And that wasn't the case when I left in June um, after being down there for three weeks. I didn't know um, if he'd be coming back or not, honestly. So he is back, but he's got a long road ahead of him of physical therapy and recovering, and his left side is still paralyzed from the stroke. So I had to fly down um, for about a week and help to find him placement from uh, moving from acute physical uh, rehabilitation center to a residential care home where he can get all the care he needs because he, uh, he really does need 24-7 care at this point. And we're hoping that that will change, um, but it will probably be a slow process. And the long-term plan will probably be for me to move him up here to Portland with me. So lots of big changes um, in my life, lots of changes for all of us involved, the family and my dad and myself. And um, it's been you know, very chaotic, um, lots of unexpected trips, lots of um, unexpected problems to handle. You know, after I got back, there were things that came up with the details. And of course, we had to mer- move them at a uh, Mercury retrograde, which wasn't ideal. <laughs> and I did find that this Mercury retrograde has been pretty textbook in terms of all the the things that you hear about happening during the Mercury retro. So I am back. I've been through my second pass of Uranus opposition. And so I just want to talk about what so far I am seeing about this Uranus transit for me, and then expand out a little bit more and look at Uranus in my life, uh, kind of looking back at the past few Uranus transits. And I've actually been in quite a Uranian time and wasn't aware of it. And also hear from some other authors about the topic. 
have a podcast listener who was willing to share his Uranus opposition story. He's 52 now, but he had his Uranus opposition at 42 and, and wrote about his perspective on that. In the years prior to my 42nd birthday, I had fully recovered from a several-year life-and-death dance with AIDS, totally rebuilt my body, and made my professional ballet debut at age 40 and a half. As I came up to my Uranus opposition, I found myself teaching five aerobics classes a week, five dance classes a week for three different dance companies, being a personal trainer at my local gym, and doing theater and dance roles for three different companies 80 miles apart from each other. Oh yes, all this along with my usual work at my 80-acre off-grid organic homestead that produced every kind of fruit, nut, flower, and vegetable known to, to grow in Northern California. I had wonderful help just materialize at the homestead to take over some of my work so that I could travel out and teach and work with all these greatly talented young people in the various groups I was working with. I was meeting all kinds of fascinating, unique, and inspired people every week, and the creativity was just shooting out like lightning. My longtime partner was also very supportive, and so our relationship was amazing and fun all during that time, too. My Uranus opposition did happen with transiting Uranus and Aquarius in my fifth house of creativity, opposing my 11th house Uranus in Leo natally, so perhaps that helps to explain the areas it was working in. The year and a half the, the opposition with Titus was one of the very best, most expansive, easiest, and grace-filled times of my life. I suppose because I was so embracing of life itself and open to expanding myself and doing new things and helping to empower and inspire others while I was doing that for myself. It was only in retrospect that I even realized I was having a Uranus opposition as I was just too darn busy to look at astrology during that time in my life. So in short, I had a Uranus opposition which passed me by completely unawares because I was so thoroughly incorporated into Uranus during that time. Just wanted to let you know it can happen that way too. So I enjoyed that account because it gave me a hopeful feeling about my my present Uranus opposition. Uh, in fact, it's happening in my 11th and 5th houses as well, but it's the reverse. I have a natal Uranus in the 5th and a transiting Uranus in the 11th. Um, so, you know, I, I'm seeing some of those same themes for myself, but I'm also noticing the difficulties that are going on at the same time. And I think, of course, you have to always look at the whole picture in terms of what other things are going on in your chart. Uranus is currently squaring my Mercury at the same time that it's opposing my Uranus. The Uranus, the natal Uranus for me is also at the apex of the cardinal T-square. Not the apex, but it's being impacted by everything in the cardinal T-square that just passed. So it's a particularly lively um, midlife Uranus opposition for me. So I'd like to offer some quotes and observations about the Uranus opposition or Uranus transits in general from some different authors. One story that I found particularly interesting was in The Astrology of Midlife and Aging by Aaron Sullivan. And she writes about Jung's, um, of course, his interest in the midlife and adult development, and that originated in his own midlife crisis when he was 38, which coincidentally is timed right around his uh, first Uranus opposition. So she writes, Jung was 37 when his descent into his own psyche began. He was married and had children and a good practice, both clinically and privately. However, something happened, in quotes, 
in the years 1913 to 1915. Jung had natal Uranus at 14 degrees Leo. His ascendant was between 2 degrees and 4 degrees Aquarius. In 1913, Uranus transited his ascendant at 4 degrees Aquarius, and by 1914, he was in the midst of his first Uranus opposition. So midlife began for Jung at the half Uranus, as it does for all of us. And in his case, it was at the age of 38. In the autumn of 1913, he had a prophetic dream about the Great War yet to arrive, and that precipitated his immersion into the unconscious and the archetypal realm. End quote. So that period also was his uh, famous confrontation with the unconscious, wherein he basically, in a very contained way, let himself go crazy. Um, he, he was talking to his anima and seeing entities um, and naming them and um, all the meanwhile, you know, keeping a practice. And this is also the period from which the Red Book material came. So it really was the time in which um, he developed the ideas that later became his most well-known uh, concepts, his biggest contributions to the field. So let's turn to some other authors for insights into Uranus times and Uranus transits in general. Robert Hand writes in Planets in Transit, During the transits of Uranus to your natal chart, you will experience phenomena that are out of accord with your everyday life. The events that occur will be unusual, upsetting, sudden, and unexpected. For this reason, astrologers are often circumspect about giving precise delineations concerning Uranus. Almost all that can be said for sure is to expect the unexpected. And Stephen Forrest writes in The Changing Sky of Uranus Transits, The secret of grasping Uranian transits lies in understanding that even though they often involve some fireworks in our relationships with people around us, those fireworks are secondary. Our primary concern must always focus on how we have allowed phony descriptions of ourselves to gain power in our own minds. So in order to get a sense of what this particular Uranus transit might mean for me, the opposition, I wanted to look back at any patterns I could find in my life of, uh, of things happening around Uranus transits that I could really uh, see visibly. And what I found was that for every major aspect of Uranus to one of my natal planets, uh, primarily the inner planets, that I would have a major life event that I could correlate to that time. And that is not always the case with other transits. Um, other, you know, when I've tried to look back at my life with transits and see different patterns and to see if I could correlate it to certain events, it doesn't always happen that way. There isn't something always really obvious in the biography that you can point to and say, oh, that definitely, you know, was part of that transit. But for every major aspect of Uranus to one of my natal inner planets, I could find a correlation to a major change shift event in my life. So I did an exercise, you know, that was pretty eye-opening, which is I went back 20 years with uh, Uranus. And I encourage you to do this if you have astrology software. It's kind of fun to just take one planet and see what it's been doing for the past 20 years in your chart. Uh, I went back to 1990 and looked for uh, just Uranus transits, major Uranus transits. So I had Uranus oppose my son when I finished my undergraduate 
uh, college education and was kind of booted out of the cozy nest of school and into the working world. So my identity changed from student, college student, to uh, career person. And it wasn't exactly the smoothest transition for me at that time because I had no idea what I really wanted to do at 22. Um, then, you know, I, I went to the next major one that shows up and kind of rang bells for me was in 96. I had Uranus trine my Venus and sextile my Mars and trine my ascendant all at the same time, kind of throughout the whole year of 96. And in that year, I was in a very tumultuous relationship, which was really influential um, with someone who was not a, a usual choice for me in terms of, you know, what I would have usually been attracted to or felt compatible with. But he was someone that taught me um, to really think differently about some things. And um, it was a challenging relationship, you know, even though these these trines and sextiles were there. Um, to my Venus and my Mars, I felt like he was a force of Uranus in my life at that time. And that was also a year that I traveled to Europe for the first time. So just um, all kind of new, fresh experiences, you know, that opened up my world a lot. The next big one was Uranus square my moon. And that happened in 97 and the beginning of 98. And that was exactly the time that I left California, where I lived all my life and moved to Oregon. So that was a huge change. It was kind of uh, unsettling at the time. There was a lot of things to adjust to, but uh, it was a good, a good change, a good move. Then I had Uranus on my midheaven in 99. And it was applying in 98, and then was exactly on it in 99. And those were the years when I really started my practice as a professional astrologer. So Uranus rules astrology, and it's sitting on top of my midheaven at the time that I decide, hey, I'm going to be a professional astrologer. So that kind of neatly works. And the, the last one that I'll, I'll make note of is that uh, this podcast started in 2007, which was the year that I had Uranus trying my son. So technology, which is ruled by Uranus, was helping me to, <laughs> to expand out into different areas and express myself in a different way. And so, you know, all of those kind of showed me a pattern that, wow, major shifts and changes happen in my life that are pretty visible when Uranus transits in my chart. And Uranus natally for me is also the ruler of my midheaven. So that could have something to do with it. The midheaven is how we are seen from a social distance. Um, what is our, our public persona? What is uh, the way that we are known in the world? And so these kind of outer world events are, are really um, prominent for me when Uranus transits. So what does that mean in terms of the midlife for me and the Uranus opposition? Well, it's happening in my fifth and 11th houses, my natal Uranus, as I said, is in my fifth and transiting through the 11th. And at the same time, Uranus has been square my Mercury. Um, so I feel like it's been a time where everything that I think I'm questioning and asking, is that really the truth? Is that really the truth? You know, and that's a lot to do with the Pluto opposition. But Uranus opposing itself is also asking, as Stephen Forrest put it, um, you know, what's, what's phony um, about 
the way that I think of myself, what's phony about descriptions of myself in my own mind, or my descriptions of the world in my own mind. Um, and I think that question's been coming up a lot. It's like, what's real and what's phony? And I think phony is a perfect word. Uh, Uranus will not let phony uh, abide. And at the same time, you know, there's a feeling of wanting to rebel against any strictures, any anything that's weighing me down. It can be kind of frustrating, you know, for at the moment I have a lot of added responsibility and I see Saturn, you know, Saturn's making some transits in my chart too. Uh, usually we don't get just one thing at a time, right? So Saturn's making some transits, I'm having added responsibility and Uranus is also tempering that and saying, okay, but are you just doing the old pattern of taking on these things because you feel like you should or you're seeking approval? Or is this shouldering of responsibility coming from a true and authentic place within yourself that you actually feel right about and that you're stepping into as a real adult? And I think one of the things that keeps getting said to me, um, having gone through this experience with my dad is, wow, you know, these are really very grown up kind of uh, things you're having to deal with. And it's like, yeah, and I, I am a grown up. I mean, I'm 41. So it seems like an odd comment, but people have made that, that statement in that way a few times. And the message is, is coming to me. It's like, it's actually about stepping into my true adulthood and doing these things that I'm doing not because my family wants me to or because, you know, I'm the hero of the family or I want to be the good girl, which was perhaps a childhood role, but because I, as the individual I am now, want to shoulder that responsibility and feel it is right and it is in right action for me to do that. It's not for any other reason and it's not to impress anybody. And I think I've worked with that and struggled with that throughout this whole transit. You know, what's, what's my real motivation behind every responsibility that I take on? And of course, you know, the big elephant in the living room that can't be avoided for me is creative expression and creative projects. And that's something that has become really loud. It's like you have to it's do or die time with this, you know, my book project and the, the thing that I'm working on and have been working on for five to 10 years um, is now ready to be born. And f the fifth house is the house of creativity. It's the house of giving birth to things, creative projects. Um, and, you know, my natal Uranus, it's like when it comes to that half Uranus position, as, as Aaron Sullivan puts it, it's kind of making that full moon aspect to itself and something has come to ripening. And I feel it and I'm ready. And for me, the trick is, is getting out from under some of the more Saturnian energies that are going on so that I can play and create, um, so that I can put energy into those creative projects that I want to work on. Uh, it will take me prioritizing my time, which is in a, a very 11th house concern, prioritizing um, what I do with my time, what I, what I focus on. And 
actually getting clear on, you know, what, what things have become distractions of the moment. You know, that's a, that's a fifth house kind of shadow side of the fifth house kind of concern. Like there can be a scattered energy with fifth house planets of getting caught up in the moment and what's fun for now at the expense of what long-term plans we need to make and what we need to prioritize, which is the 11th house. So Uranus in the 11th is pointing that direction for me. It's a time of reining in some of my scattered energies uh, and honing it in on the creative projects that I want to do uh, that are the most important to me. And I can't do everything, much as my Gemini qualities would like to believe that I can, but I can't. Uh, you know, a friend said to me recently when I was kind of toying with the idea of doing a blog, uh, because I was having that question come up, you know, should I do a blog because everybody else is doing one? And, you know, <laughs> the point of a Uranus transit is not to do what everybody else is doing. Uh, but I was having that question come up and I was feeling this pressure that, oh, I need, to, I need to write every day. And so maybe that's a good, a good way to do it. And he said, well, what if it were true? I love it when he puts it that way. What if it were true that we can only do two or three things really well at a time. What would those two or three things be for you? I kind of knew immediately what three things were at the top of my list. Of course, it wasn't going to be two, but it'd be three. Um, and once you get into four and five, you really don't have the, the heart and the focus to put into any one of those things because you've got four and five things to think about and to juggle. So that got me really clear, like, oh, okay, these three things are what I'm going to work on and focus on. Um, not that I don't ever do four and five, but the bulk of my time has to be on the top three. And that's, that's a lifelong um, struggle and exercise for me because I have North Node in the 11th house as well. So prioritizing and getting clear on my long-term goals um, is, is a lifelong work and challenge for me. So Uranus is moving through that house right now, really bringing the focus there and, and the, the themes of this midlife transit are about that for me. And I have to say, you know, it's not been easy when there's a lot of potential for distraction. Um, there are many other things going on in my life that are pulling me in many different directions. And I just keep having to bring it back, bringing it back to the focus of those three things that I want to work on and accomplish. One of them is the podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I'm back here. Um, and, you know, I have a feeling the podcast may be changing um, in its format and its focus over the next year or so. And I think that's very apropos with the Uranus transits that I'm going through. So this completes the series on the midlife transits. And I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I did Neptune and Pluto back in May, if you missed those. And this is the Uranus opposition. Um, and, you know, I did a part of my intention in doing things a little differently, uh, getting more personal is, you know, was challenging myself in a Uranian kind of way to break out of my old ways of doing things. So I hope you enjoyed that. And if you didn't, I guess I should just not care. <laughs> so because that would be very Uranian. So until next time, uh, I will be doing some interesting interviews coming up um, over the next month or two. 
a couple different authors will be on the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to doing that and to giving the microphone over to somebody else now that I've been doing all these uh, by myself. <laughs> so it'll be a nice change. And as always, I welcome your comments, suggestions, questions at dina at dinadicastro.com. Be well.